Hey, everyone. Uh, today, I want to continue our small group uh, series on spiritual warfare from on battle plan uh, based on my book. that's called My Search for Prayer Satan Hates. Uh, there's also a free downloadable uh, PDF transcript of the podcast that includes the uh, question answers uh, or question discussion questions to go with this. You can also get that at active-faith.org under the resources tab and then small groups. Today we have a very interesting question. Can demons oppress Christians in the modern world? Wow, what a what a question. Uh, would you believe there's a Bible answer to that? Uh, the answer is revealed in 2 Corinthians in the life of a famous Bible character, the apostle Paul. Let's talk about what was Paul's thorn in the flesh. This comes from 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. I have received, this is Paul talking, I've received such wonderful lesson, revelations from God so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. So now uh, look back a few verses earlier. As Paul leads up to the discussion of his thorn in the flesh, he reveals he was allowed to enter and see the third heaven. Uh, he also saw or calls it paradise. This is 2 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 4 in LT. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven. I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. The sights and sounds there were so wonderful and astounding that our current language can't begin to express and communicate the beauty there. And even if it could, Paul wasn't allowed to tell about it. Now, wow, that, that must have been awesome. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 5 goes on to say, that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. What a privilege and honor. Paul got to see something that apparently no other human has seen. I thought it might have been the same place Ezekiel was caught up to see, but he actually was allowed to write about that in detail. We have that in the Bible. So that must not have been the same place. There was more to it than that. In, in 2 Corinthians uh, 12, verse 7, the very first part of it says, I have received such wonderful revelations from God. See, this wasn't the result of too much pizza or an upset stomach. Those revelations come directly from God. So God is the one who kept Paul from telling others about it. I've often wondered why this might be the case. Maybe God loves you so much he wants you to uh, wants to see your face when he reveals it to you, you rather than letting you in on a few details through an inadequate avenue of language ahead of time. You know, that's just a thought. Also in verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 12, uh, he says, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of saving torment. The Greek word here for messenger is often translated angel. So, it could actually accurately read an angel from Satan. 
Now, what what is an angel of Satan? It's a demon. It's a fallen angel who followed Satan in his rebellion against God and is a part of the spiritual forces of evil in the unseen realm at work against you. Ephesians 6. Go read that chapter. What was the true purpose of Paul's thorn in the flesh? It was to keep him from becoming conceited. He tells us that specifically. Pride and conceit go together. Uh, what was it about these revelations that would nurture a response in Paul like that? I suppose it was knowing that he was allowed to see in the flesh what no other human being was ever allowed to see. Not Abraham, not Moses, not David, not Joseph, nobody. So whatever his thorn in the flesh was, I believe it was just as unique and drastic from a human standpoint as the revelations he'd been allowed to see, somehow humbling Paul continually and helping to keep him focused on his earthly goals and responsibilities for the kingdom. If I had received a revelation like that, I don't think I'd ever forget it. I might visualize it every time I get a little discouraged, wouldn't you? And more than that, I'd probably be greatly tempted to use that argument against Jewish and Roman opposition when they tried to attack my ministry and my work for the kingdom, wouldn't you? Perhaps, just perhaps, Paul was tempted in the same way, and that messenger of Satan, the demon, would remind him of that. Though though unseen and unknown by all others in Paul's presence. In 2 Corinthians 12, 8 and 9, he says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. He's not going to take it away. You know, Daniel was in the habit of praying uh, three times a day, which led to being thrown to the lion's den. He, he prayed to God for 21 days in Daniel 10 before God's messenger arrives to answer his prayers. Why did God cut Paul off so quickly after only three prayers and even instruct him to stop praying about that because he's not going to answer that prayer? But but Daniel prayed for 21 days, three times a day. It was because the revelations were too great. They needed to be offset. When you see something that, that that's that wonderful and beautiful, it stays with you. And you need help for the rest of your life to keep it in perspective. And apparently the only thing that would work in this case was a permanent, ugly, rebellious, smelly demon that went with Paul wherever he went. I bet he wasn't happy with that assignment. I'm just saying. Lord, deliver me from evil. Protect me for, from the tricks and strategies of the devil and his angels. Guard me against the principalities, authorities, and evil spirits in the unseen realm. Grant me discernment in this important matter and lead me far away from temptation in Jesus' name. You know, if I was that demon, I think one of the things I would do is I would remind Paul of all the Christians he killed before he became one. Because you know that caused great anxiety and guilt for Paul. But Paul moved on and forgot about it because he had work to do for the kingdom. So in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest part of your personal battle plan might be to consider the following discussion thoughts. These two thoughts. Number one, since Paul's thorn in the flesh was revealed in Scripture to be a demon that was allowed to harass him, discuss the possibility or probability that demons might be allowed to harass and oppress modern-day Christians. And number two, list some ways you or some of your family members might be experiencing demonic 
harassment or oppression, addiction, heartaches from abuse in the past, anger, pride. A lot of things could fall into that category, couldn't they? Well, let me remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.